So often when you ask a couple that's been married for a really long time what the key to a successful relationship is, they will say compromise. Compromise is often treated like the sacred cow of relationships, but it's time for this outdated concept to come to an end. It's time for people to redefine what they think a successful relationship is and to understand that if the, what they want is a feel-good relationship, then compromise is to be deliberately avoided. When many of us are young, we do not feel accommodated and considered by our parents. We feel like our parents are unfair, uncooperative, rigid, and unempathetic. They make unilateral decisions. We feel like they're not genuinely considering and changing and adapting to what we believe is actually in our best interests. But the fact that our parents were this way, and that we couldn't really change it, means that in order to fit in into our family unit, in order to stay safe, and in order to get any of our needs met, we had to actually adapt to this. We did this by developing codependent strategies. Remember that codependent strategies are really covert narcissistic strategies. We are trained that by developing these codependent strategies, by compromising over and over again, this makes us a good person and a right person and is the only way that we're actually going to get our needs met. So we actually experience a reward for doing these things. The problem is, is that this experience gives rise to two very specific things. Things that actually ruin our chances at a positive adult relationship. A deep wounding around not being considered, not being accommodated for, rigidity, and therefore not experiencing compromise. Therefore, the desire for the exact opposite. And when I say desire, I mean desperate desire. Two. The completely erroneous idea that what love is and what it takes to make a relationship actually work is compromise. Not only do they do this in relationships, they expect this in return. To compromise is to settle a dispute or conflict or reach agreement by way of mutual concession. Remember that to concede is to yield, give up or give away something you value. To compromise, by definition, is to accept something that is lower than is desirable. You cannot do these things without experiencing pain. By definition, this means it isn't actually a win-win scenario. People simply mistake it for one. What you are doing when you agree to a compromise is that you're essentially looking at the other person and saying, I'll take a little pain in this scenario, and you take a little pain in this scenario, or in the future. It's going to be really, really difficult to maintain a long-term relationship doing this, but you may actually be able to maintain a long-term relationship doing this. But it's going to be a painful one. Like, you can't keep doing this thing where you're saying, I'll give up something that's important to me, and I'll take a little pain, and expect it to be a feel-good relationship. It will be a painful, potentially long-term relationship. And this is why I'm telling you it is high time that people redefine what their definition of a successful relationship is. Because so many people see success in relationships simply linked to longevity. Longevity may be one element of success in a relationship, depending on whether that's something you want in a relationship or not. But it is far more important that you define success in a relationship by virtue of how fulfilled a person feels in that relationship or not. 
and compromise makes the feeling of fulfillment in a relationship absolutely impossible. But here's one of the biggest problems with this pattern. People with this deep wounding around not being considered and not being accommodated to the degree that they associate love with compromise don't often feel the appropriate level of pain in the experience of concession because they have already formed this association between giving something up and being loved or giving something up and loving something so much that it means you're such a good person. Essentially, their wires have been crossed well enough to not experience the normal level of pain relative to compromise. These people associate their own willingness to concede so as to be in pain as a loving act that makes them feel good about themselves. And they associate other people's willingness to concede so as to be in pain as a demonstration of love, as well as a confirmation of that person's goodness. They expect people around them to compromise if those people do in fact love them. This is one of many patterns that falls into the category of mistaking pain as love. To understand more about this pattern, watch my video titled The Suffer So I Can Feel Loved Relationship Dynamic. The other biggest problem with this is that a person who's in this pattern will only be able to seek out relationships that are by definition incompatible. Compatibility is when two things, even if they're different, are able to occur or exist together in alignment without problems and without conflict. In a relationship, it means that well-matched characteristics allow for both people to naturally coexist when combined together and in harmony. Harmony is not difficult to achieve with people who are actually compatible to us, but with people who are not actually compatible to us in some way, it's impossible. <laughs> Better put, it's impossible when we won't acknowledge that incompatibility and continue to try to force the scenario or force them to change or force ourselves to change so as to try to force something to be compatible that actually isn't. For this reason, compromise is that sacred moral good because it's what's absolutely necessary in order to try to keep an incompatible relationship together. I'm going to tell you about this sacred cow of compromise. <laughs> When compromise was first created as a social value within the greater society, compatibility was not a concern when it came to relationships, especially marriages. Marriages were really about keeping two people together no matter whether they were compatible or not. Marriages were established for totally other reasons, and the couple had to make it work, and make it work forever. To do this with an incompatible partner, which so many of them were, you had to be willing to concede and take a little pain, or a lot of pain, to make it last. Therefore, compromise is what you teach someone if you want them to be in an incompatible relationship and to make it last. One of the best examples that I've heard anybody give for why compromise is so often a big problem is the story of a married couple. It's a man and a woman in this scenario. The man in the scenario, the husband, has two pairs of shoes. One pair is brown, the other pair is black. He loves the black, hates the brown. She loves the brown, hates the black. And so in order to find that happy medium <laughs> to settle the difference, basically, he goes out with one brown shoe and one black shoe. What's the lesson here? That that scenario we came up with, or that solution, or that compromise, was actually worse than either other scenario. Going out wearing one brown shoe and one black shoe is actually worse than just wearing the brown or the black. 
A person who is looking for that feeling of adaptation, flexibility, change, concession, accommodation, and compromise, especially if someone's willing to be in pain in order to do that for them, cannot find this experience within a compatible relationship. No matter whether it's a partnership or friendship or work relationship, a relationship has to in fact be incompatible for one or both parties to enjoy the experience of someone having to and being willing to concede and compromise, even if it hurts to do so, in order to demonstrate their love and commitment. For any relationship to be an actual good one, both parties in that relationship have to be committed to the win-win scenario. To learn more about this, you can watch my video titled The Zero-Sum Game in Relationships. What is a zero-sum game and how to end one? But a real win-win scenario is a scenario that's a genuine yes for both parties. Not an, well, I'm willing to concede and take a little bit of pain for your sake. You know that you've come up with a genuine win-win scenario when both people come out of the experience feeling like they found a good deal. Not like they both had to give up something important so as to meet at some central point where neither is actually happy. And the way to reliably guarantee that you're going to be able to do that again and again is to realize how important compatibility is in a relationship. You must seek out compatibility in your relationships. You must seek to establish relationship arrangements that are truly compatible. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Incompatibility, A Harsh Reality in Relationships. So often, people slip into this strategy of compromise within a relationship because, to be quite honest with you, they do not feel like they have what it takes to face the reality of the incompatibility in their relationships because of what facing it would mean. Compromise is actually a sacrifice. Compromise, therefore, is a recipe for absolute resentment. When someone makes a sacrifice in a relationship, they consciously or subconsciously expect a payback or reward for it later. It becomes an I did this for you back then, so you need to do this for me now scenario. And if that payback or reward doesn't materialize, they'll be resentful. Resentment in a relationship is a corrosive force. This means compromise is a ticking emotional time bomb. It's a guarantee that when you compromise, you will remember having done it. And the next time you get into a conflict, you're going to use it as leverage and hold it over somebody's head, saying, I compromised last time. In order to be a good person, you need to compromise this time. It becomes a form of moral blackmail. Either you're going to do that or you're going to compromise again. And guess what? You're going to end up feeling like a total doormat that everyone just walks on. When we compromise, we're not actually being loving. When we ask other people to compromise for us, we're not actually being loving. When other people compromise for us, we're not actually being loved. If by watching this episode, you realize that you're somebody who believes or believed in compromise, I need you to see something and really accept it. And it's going to be hard. You ready for this? Compatibility or the lack thereof suggests that there are some things for which flexibility can exist and some things for which flexibility can't actually exist. When we compromise, we have not actually found the win-win scenario. What we've decided is that a bad deal is better than no deal. And I'm going to tell you something. No matter what compromise it is that you make, you will always measure the decision you made or the compromise you made next to your ideal scenario, and it will always come up short. 
which is a recipe for the opposite of life satisfaction. Bottom line is, we compromise in order to stay safe. We compromise in order to avoid something that we fear desperately. This means that when we compromise, it is not actually motivated by what we do want. It's motivated by what we don't want. Settling does not lead you to a happy life. Sacrifice does not lead you to a happy life. To learn more about this, watch my video titled Self-Sacrifice, the most self-centered thing in the world. Compromise also often leads us to bait-and-switching people, and this is how it happens. When we're initially presented with an incompatible situation, and we decide, okay, I'm going to make a compromise, we often agree to something without really thinking through what it will actually be like to practically apply that concession that we just made. To implement some concession is often quite different than simply making the decision that you can do that. So a lot of times, and I mean most times, when people make one of these compromises, they end up in a situation where they realize they can't actually follow through with it. It's impossible to uphold. This means they eventually get led to a crossroads. Either they have to stay in hell for the sake of integrity, or they have to lose their integrity and go back on their word. When it comes to this conversation about relationships, what really matters is not what you do for the relationship, it's how you feel about what you do for the relationship. A genuine win-win scenario leaves you with a good feeling. Compromise, by definition, doesn't leave you with a good feeling. Because when you give up something that's important to you, you feel that internal resistance. You feel that internal protest. If you bulldoze that feeling and go through with the compromise, you will end up in ever-increasing degrees of pain. And so, to wrap up this conversation, compromise makes a feel-good relationship impossible. Compromise is the enemy of harmony. Compromise is the enemy of fulfillment, therefore the enemy of happiness, and compromise is the enemy of actual agreement. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.